Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto in music, together we are stronger. My guest today is an up-and-coming alt-pop EDM singer-songwriter. She is a self-taught musician who produces and engineers her own music. She is an advocate for many nonprofits and performs at venues, festivals, and fundraisers all across the U.S. Please join me in welcoming the fabulous Zoe Miles. Zoe... Welcome to Mix. Hey, how are you? Awesome! I'm so, I'm so excited. I am awesome. Thank you so so much for asking. I know yeah. that you've been so busy this year, but for sure, I would like to. Yes, you have been. But before we get to some of the things that you've been doing, I would like our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. How would you describe your music? So kind of like, it's actually really funny. I came up with this like description thing not too long ago where I was like, if Billie Eilish and Sabrina Carpenter had a child and Halsey was the cool cousin that influenced me a whole lot, that would be me. So like alternative pop EDM for sure, but like not like, a lot of the stuff you hear on radio nowadays, it's, it's like up with a little bit of an edge and like songs that have like meaning to them instead of like the bubblegum pop that you hear and like the whole like, oh yeah, partying, guys, yada, yada, yada. Like I like to add a little bit of depth to my music. Nice. I like that. I like that. So I like to call the little bubblegum pop that you kind of referenced cookie cutter is, is the term yeah. that I tend to use a lot. Like, for sure. Yes, definitely, definitely. And have you always been interested in music or was there a particular performance or song that made you say, wow, I really want to do that? Now, you mentioned Halsey, so I'm wondering if this answer might have anything to do with her, but how did you yeah. kind of get interested in music? You know, growing up, my mom's side of the family is all from Louisiana, and so they always had music going on at, like, family reunions, and they'd have, like, karaoke at them, and we'd all go, and then I'd, like, get up and do karaoke. But whenever I was younger, I was in dance for a while, and I I cannot dance for the life of me now. That probably would have been different if I would stuck with dance, but I've just always been surrounded by music and I used to write in general like whenever I was in third grade we'd have like free time and we got to like write little stories and stuff and I was over here writing like novels at that point like not not like actual novels but they made sense to me my brother would go to my mom and be like mom these don't make any sense and I'll be like well they make sense to me so it's fine but I've always been super creative and um I discovered Hannah Montana, and I was like, okay, yeah, that that I want to do that. And so I would, like, 
pretend I was Hannah Montana whenever I was eight. And, like, I went to the movie premiere and refused to take off the blonde wig until she did in the movie because we have the same natural hair color. It's a whole thing. And then whenever I was 12, I went to a songwriting camp that's based in the Woodlands in Texas. And I don't know if they're still around anymore, but it's called Real Life Real Music Songwriters Experience. It's like this thing where... You get to write a song with the mentors that they have and then go into the studio and record it. And then they have a big showcase at the end of the week and you get to perform the songs that you wrote in front of everybody and in front of their families. So I did that and I literally, after that week, I was like, yeah, I want to do this forever. So they started up a program where they would take a certain amount of kids in And they'd have, like, four showcases a year and have, like, songwriting classes. And they had this one festival that they put on where uh, my friend's brother was actually, like, a gigging musician. And he was leaving for college. And he wasn't supposed to be scouting, apparently. But he, like, walked up to my mom and, like, handed her his card and was like, hey, your daughter's got, like, a voice and, like, I'm – leaving for college and the gig that I do every week needs a replacement for me. And I've just been kind of gigging ever since. That was my first residence gig played once a week. Yeah. It's been almost, I think like nine years now, just about. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. That's so awesome. That sounds like so much fun. The description that you gave of this, like, songwriting camp and big performance at the end reminds me a little bit of Camp Rock. That's yes, like, oh Camp God. Rock scenario where the, that's, you that's, know? that's literally it. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. I grew up on Camp Rock, like, literally had a watch party with my friends whenever it came out. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is the first thing that popped into my head when you were describing that. I'm like, hey, that sounds like Camp Rock. That's so cool because I I haven't seen the movies. Yes. Oh, my God, that's so great. And what do you enjoy most about being an artist? Ooh, I love this question. Probably just, like, the outlet like the creative outlet and like how I can, if I'm like feeling a certain way, I can just go write a song and then just be as creative as I want with it. And it just an emo- a release of emotions. And it's definitely like a little DIY therapy type of thing, I guess. Before we get into some of the nitty gritty with some of the stuff that you've been doing these past couple of months, Let's share one of the songs that you brought with you. Please tell us a little bit about the song In My Head. This was the first song that you released under your new brand, Zoe Miles. Yeah. So obviously it's got to have some, like, very important meaning to you. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So I wrote this over a Zoom call, actually, with this girl named Michelle. She is based in Los Angeles, and she has – placements with like Katy Perry and people like that and we're just kind of talking and started talking about like we went from talking about the CIA documents of like the gateway project or whatever to like just a rabbit hole of a bunch of different stuff for the solid like first hour and and it basically like led us to come up with this concept of like everything is like based off of assumptions pretty much and so we wrote this song in my head about how, like, 
you wish that someone could be how you pictured them in your head, like how you wish you could like either like change them or, or like how they should fit in like a certain box. If that makes sense. I don't know, but something along yeah. the lines of that. No, it, so. it, no, it does. It definitely does. It definitely does. And I have listened to this multiple times. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And I know that our listeners are going to love it. So here it is. This is In My Head by Zoe Miles.
absolutely love it. It's very upbeat. It's very danceable. It's very fresh, right? You know, we had talked about yeah. early on, you want your music is not just what we would call bubblegum pop, cookie cutter pop, you know, those types of things. Right. And I can definitely get that from this song. So I think you've, you've really captured the essence of incorporating meaningful lyrics with cool beat, up-tempo, so on and so forth. But it's it's not the same like you would hear every right. song, yeah, one after the other after the other, right? Yeah, thank you so much. That means a lot. Yay, I worked really, really hard on this. It literally probably was like a three-month-long thing where I was just solely focused on getting the production perfect, you know, so. Well, you've done a wonderful, wonderful job with it. Wonderful. Thank you. So let's, you're welcome. Let's switch gears a bit and talk about some of the things that you've been doing the past couple of months. Let's see, you just came out with a remix of Social Cues that just came out. Why don't you talk yes. to me about how that came about? Yeah, so I met this guy named David Gibbons at the Launch Music Conference in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and he is so talented. Like, when I tell you, like, he has one of the most incredible voices, like, I genuinely mean it. And he's so kind and caring and just generous and supportive and a genuine human being, you know? And so he was like, he's also a school teacher. And he was like, you know, like, I really want to do like a remix of social cues. And I was like, bro, I'm so down. And so I sent him over the stems that I got from, because social cues was the only song on my album that I put out before I rebranded that I did not produce completely myself. Uh, I had help on the music production and David heard it and was like, oh my gosh, like this would be perfect to remix and put out as like a song that students can listen to like as they're going back to school, you know, and hopefully like help some people out. And I was like, oh my God, that's genius. So here we are, and uh, it's a banger. It is. It is. So I'm excited that you were able to do that. And, Thanks. you know, you actually mentioned, and we, you're welcome. We've mentioned this a couple of times. You rebranded yourself. What mm -hmm. made you decide to do that? You know, I put out a lot of music under Emily Cole. Cole is half of my middle name. My middle name's Nicole. And so my mom was like, oh, I spelt it the way that I spelt it. So whenever you got older, like if you wanted to just go by Cole and be quirky, you could. And so we just took that and then made Emily Cole out of that. And I put out a full-length album whenever I was 15. And I co-wrote all those songs with pretty much the same person. And then I put out, did I put out one EP or two? I don't remember. I put out a significant amount of songs after that, too. And I just feel like it was time. I also, whenever I had just turned 21, I found out that I was on the autistic spectrum, which literally explained so much, like pretty much my entire life. I like knew without knowing, you know, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like I always knew I was like, not like everybody else as basic and cliche as that sounds, but like, it's true. And so there were just a lot of reoccurring themes that led up to the diagnosis and realizing like why I am the way that I am. And I feel like it has completely shifted my outlook on not just life but me myself my self-concept and all that and so 
I just wanted to kind of start over because it's like I'm a whole new person. It's like a rebirth of sorts. So, um, yeah, I was trying to come up with a rebrand name, and it was 3 in the morning, and I signed, like, emails and stuff off with XO, and then I just took the first four letters of my first name and just kind of came up with a name out of that, and that's how I got Zoe Miles, and I was like, this sounds cool, so... And then I checked to make sure that no one else had it on social media, and it all works out. Yes, you always got to do all those checks. Nikki is actually my stage name as well. So oh. it's, you had to do – yeah, so Nikki Chris is actually a combination of my two sons' names. Um, oh, okay. That's how that's I came cool. up with mine. And it's really unique how people come up with, like, their stage names or their brand names and things like that. And I, I love the Zoe Miles. Um, concept and I and I actually think a lot of people who are on the autism spectrum are very creative I know several people like that and I think it's absolutely fantastic which actually explains a little bit to me why you're you know artist songwriter producer and engineer as well I can definitely understand why you're doing all of those because you don't generally find artists that engineer and produce their own music. They may have some production input, obviously, right? Because all of us do have production input, but not a lot of us do the engineering as well, plus the songwriting, plus the the performing. So I can certainly understand now a lot more why you're doing all of that because I'm sure that it actually helps you from a creative outlet perspective, which totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice having a full control over what I get to put out. It's definitely freeing, for sure. Yes, it is, and it is also very smart. <laughs> very <laughs> yeah. smart, so kudos for that. Absolutely, well, absolutely. In September, you were invited to perform at a local networking event with a group called We Get Artists. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So Barry Coffing, who is one of the main guys with We Get Artists, I met him in New Orleans in, I think it was beginning of July. Yeah, the very first weekend in July. And he just kind of, like, came up to my mom and I and started talking, and we found out we were kind of from around the same area in Texas. And then this We Get Artists thing is a website where essentially artists can submit their music for, like, placements and stuff and, like, TV shows. And and not only that, but they also are going to start holding events. Like, I think Barry said he wants to start doing it, like, quarterly. They're still working out all the details, but it's really really cool it's a really cool concept and so he invited me to perform a couple songs at this event and it was awesome and I'm so thankful that we got in contact and it's just such a cool outlet for artists to get heard by industry people and just kind of get exposure and get their work and art out there it was held where uh the we get artists thing was in Houston and I know you were also able to perform with the Pin Drop Songwriter Series in Nashville. That yes. must have been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally am so thankful that I got to be part of that. And um, I love going to Nashville. It's one of my favorite places. And 
to just be surrounded by artists and songwriters who are all doing the same thing that you're doing. It's always a fun time. And just this past weekend, you performed at JMA Fest, so the Jersey Music Awards Festival, yeah. the first ever, as part of our Sim stage. What'd yes, you think of that? thank you guys. You're I was welcome. just going to say thank you guys so much for having me on the stage. It was It's so cool. Well, we were excited to have you as part of it, and we're looking forward to more events in the future. So we will definitely, definitely let you know if we do more events. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Of course. Okay. This is a great spot for us to take a short break here from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is my buddy, Tim, from Front Range Radio. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Dickie Chris here on The Sim Radio. Front Range Radio, playing a variety of indie music, a 24-7 music festival for your ears. You can find Front Range Radio at frontrangeradio.net. And we're back on Mixing It with Dickie Chris on the Sim Radio Network and my guest, Zoe Miles. Hi. Zoe, before we get to the next song, tell us a little bit about your songwriting process. Yeah, so I used to, whenever I first started writing, I used to always, like, write with my guitar, and I usually just do it at the same time. Like, I come up with the chords and the melody at the same time, and then, like, sometimes I don't even have words. I just, I'm a very much so a melody person, so if I, like, hear something in my head that's, like, catchy, I'm like, oh, I need to write a song to this. So I used to do that starting out, And then there was a little bit where my brother was into songwriting, and so he used to write to tracks, and so that helped me expand my my writing process to I can do both writing two tracks and with a guitar. And then after that, I started producing my own music, and so I started producing the tracks first, and then I just kind of like freestyled over it, I guess, while recording. Like, it's it's a whole thing. It really just depends on the mood that I'm in. Like, sometimes I can knock everything out within an hour. Sometimes I can take days. Like, for instance, I have some songs that I'm not even done with and I've been working on for, like, three months almost now. So it really just depends on the vibe. Yes, I do know. We all have those where... You may have one day where you just multiple songs, and then there may be something that takes months, sometimes even years to finish. So I can certainly relate. Certainly relate. For sure. Do you have any tips or tricks that you would like to share with any of our budding songwriters out there? Yeah, I mean, really, just kind of write how you would talk. Either that or, like, listen to other songs and see how other people word things and just kind of make it your own. Because, like, I mean, in the end, everything's kind of recycled anyway, just in different ways. And so I like to just kind of listen to a bunch of music and then obviously just write out, like, how I would talk to a friend and then just reword it into a really cool way to phrase it. And, um, yeah, just go with the flow. And don't overthink it because overthinking, I overthink all the time. And sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, this is good. Like, 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Sometimes overthinking can actually take away from something that was already very, very good. So that's very exactly good Excellent. Yes. Yay. Excellent advice. All right. Great spot for us to share the second song that you brought with you. Why don't you tell us about Sober Part 2? Yes. Okay. So Sober was originally released before I rebranded, and it's probably my favorite song, one of my favorite songs I've, like, ever written. And I remember I wrote it a couple years ago, and then I kind of forgot about it because I was going to record it with this guy named Eddie, who I produced, like, all my music with before the pandemic hit. And we were going to work on that together, and then obviously COVID happened, and we didn't get to finish it. And then I was producing one day because I took the course on, I think it's monthly, that had a course where Ryan Tedder taught production. So I got to take that course, and I did Sober as one of the songs I produced and produced the track first. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if I have anything that would, like, go over this. And I remembered Sober, and... I just took the chorus and put it over a track. I was like, oh, my God, this this works. And then I just kind of rearranged the verses to fit. And it's definitely, definitely, definitely my favorite song I've produced. And so after I rebranded, I was like, I don't want Sober, the original version, to just sit there and not get heard by the people who were finding me through my rebrand. So I decided to, like, change the production on it and put it out under my new name, but have it featuring my old name. So that way it goes on both profiles, especially on Spotify, because then it'll notify the people who follow my other Spotify that it was released and there's a new version and they'll be like, Oh, who's Zoe miles. And they'll be like, Oh, it's the same person. That actually is very, very smart. Thanks. I I came up with it myself. No, it is. It it is because I mean like the way the algorithms work on Spotify, you know, you're actually very very smart putting your other name on there because it will tag yeah. both of them. Right, exactly. Oh. Well, thank you. I thought it was smart. <laughs> no, it it is. It is. It is. It actually is very very smart. Good job. All right. Well, Thanks. we're going to play it. And I, yes, we're going to play it for everybody. This is Sober Part 2 by Zoe Ma. Why the hell you got to see yourself? Don't you know that I think it's pretty selfish? Same old, same old circumstances. You've been given lots of chances. Take a look in your eyes, I can see you're too high to realize the damage that you've done. Never on earth, but you think that it's worth trading what we have for the rush. Oh, sure, I never met you. I just want to forget you. Why you do the things you do? Can't you see I'm right Narcissistic sociopath abuse, manipulated.
lost your own phone That you've lost everyone you've lost Overdose on the wrinkles Got a toxic heart, poison the ego Take a look in your eyes I can see you're too wide to realize The damage that you've done Never on earth, but you think that it's worth Trading what we have for the rush Oh, I should never met you I just want to forget you Why you do the things you do Can't you see I'm right here Narcissistic sociopath abuse Manipulated boys to fall for you And I actually saw an interview that you did at the Texas Song Fest. And you also mentioned her again today, Halsey. So when asked to describe your music, you actually do compare yourself a little bit, you know, to to, to Halsey. I could certainly put this song in that category. Like, that's what this particular song reminds me of. And I think you're spot on with that reference. Absolutely, and you're welcome. You're welcome, and love the production on it. So, kudos to you again for that. And I didn't realize Ryan Tedder did like a production course. I know he does like a a songwriting course, but I didn't realize he did production too. So that's really cool. I'm glad that you were able to participate in that, and you definitely definitely picked up tips from that course. (laughs) Well, thanks. It was really cool because I got to do a 90-day free trial of Logic, and it came with a session that was oceanized by Billie Eilish because that's what they used to record it. So it came with all the original, like, vocal tracks and plugins and production. So I was kind of able to take that and practice with that as well. So I think that definitely helped me, too, just to kind of figure things out with it. So... Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where you're, are you still using Logic? Now I'm going to get geek on you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I use Logic religiously. It is my favorite thing. It's so user-friendly. I just love how everything's laid out and how you can, like, customize things. And it, it comes with so many plugins, too. Like, you don't even really have to spend the money to get the professional plugins, really. Um, I think that's what they did with the Billy session. I think they used all built-in Logic plugins, but obviously there's like Arcade and CLA vocals and everything like that. And then Autotune, like the actual Autotune artist or Autotune Pro, whatever it's called. And those are amazing too. And I, I have those. Um, it's fun to experiment with and play around with. And it's super user-friendly. Definitely my go-to. 
Ah, okay. I've never used that one. I've done Pro Tools, and I actually use Studio One, which I use their oh. uh, subscription one, so I get a whole bunch of – I get all the plugins as part of the subscription. So every time they update something, they give you, like, hey, you got to go get this new – I haven't even touched how to figure out how to do the plugins and stuff. I can do enough to, like, <laughs> you know, construct my songs and things like that. And I do mess around yeah. with Melodyne every night because it has Melodyne built built into it, but – I unfortunately have one of those voices that Melodyne doesn't work on. So if it's broken, it's got to be re-recorded because there's no other way to fix it. So it ends up being a little bit of a challenge. Sorry, we geeked on you a little bit there, but that's okay because that's sometimes what we do, and it's totally all right. All right, Zoe. Anything that you would like to share with our listeners? What are your plans for the next couple of months? Um, I know you have an event next month and maybe some downtime planned. What do you have going on? Yeah, so I gig pretty much every weekend at home, and all my shows are listed on my website, and you can find my website at zoemiles.com. That's also all my social media handles is at Zoe Miles. Well, I think Facebook it was already taken, so I think it's Zoe Miles Music on Facebook, like if you're trying to tag me. But it should pop up regardless because no one else has that spelling. So, um, yeah, that's all my socials and all my gigs are on my website if you want to come see me live. And we have a lot of things coming up as far as releases go, so be sure to follow me to stay updated about all that because there are plenty of announcements coming and let's be friends. I was homeschooled. I need friends. Please help. Yay. Well, you've got a friend in me. I'll definitely be your friend. Uh-huh. And obviously, Yay. all of our Sim family are here for you whenever you need us. And for those of you wondering, the spelling is X-E with an umlaut over the E, and it's M-I-L-E-S. So, so Zoe yeah. Miles, check her out. Her music is awesome. You are awesome. Zoe, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure getting to learn more about you, being able to share your music. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Mixing It. On behalf of all of us at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.